morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is Secret Skin. I was going to say welcome to Secret Skin. Turns out you can't say the words welcome and this at the same time. My mouth did not agree with me. Have you ever had that problem? I have it every day. My name is Open Mike Eagle. This is Secret Skin. This is a podcast that you have chosen to download, check out, or listen to. And for this, I thank you. Yeah. On this episode, I'll be talking to Tumex. He's an LA underground legend and he's full of love for human beings. This interview was full of light and it gave me a lot of energy to listen to once again. All right. I was on a television show at midnight last week and I want to thank everybody that tuned in. It was an amazing experience and I haven't watched it yet because I don't know why. In other news, that thing Milo tweeted yesterday about Hellfire Club is not completely accurate, but mostly true. Don't ask me about it. The Kavanaugh album drops this week. I made all the beats, so I hope you guys like it, but I also kind of don't care. I really do want people to hear it, though. It's a very personal project. Me and Serengeti, we made it together, and it doesn't sound like other things. It only sounds like itself. We're proud of it. That makes us proud. We met up and decided to make a project after knowing each other for many years. We went through a bunch of beats, and I randomly played one of mine, and uh, Dave responded to it. That's our sound, he said. That's our sound. And I got nervous. And I got nervous when he said that. And because I got nervous, I knew this is the right thing to do. Buy it this Thursday or pre-order. Pre-order Pre-order it. Pre-order it. Pre-order it at Bandcamp. Look up Kavanaugh on Bandcamp. The album's called Time and Materials. Because we're workers. We are subcontracted contractors. Not really, though. Just for pretend. Yeah. But this is Secret Skin. You're about to hear a talk with Tumex. We recorded it at his house in his living room, surrounded by rap posters and rustling action figures from the 1980s. I felt very at home. It's a good talk. It's full of love for human beings. 
there's a secret radio hour There's a secret radio hour Come on YouTube There's a secret radio hour Sing it with more energy than me even There's a secret radio hour By the way, is that your Ford Festiva outside? Yeah, the Fiesta. Man, Fiesta, Festiva, Festivus. Festivus for the rest of us. Festivus for the rest of us. Yeah, that shit was. Yeah, that shit's pretty flossy out there, man. Yeah, you know my little tiny car, man. Yeah, Dude, man. I'm, keep I'm it nimble. Gla- I'm glad to see. I'm glad to see you can't. Uh, you catch that Hannibal Jack, <laughs> Hannibal <laughs> Burris Jack, and put that shit straight on. Went immediately to a 2011. Went straight in the car wash that i can't uh, i can't lean my seat back in because it's all good man. it's all good <laughs> yeah no it is all good man um we're chilling at your house right we're here with two max and um For sure chilling at two max pad man man i hate being accused i begin the queue having a color matter did a photo shoot with her got her with no effort and left her burn making effort i'm not concerned about the rumors of a herb and other lessergies because we all have our moments bug naked chicks passed out wondering if you should really bone and make a mistake make a baby maybe put myself in a position making me look shady in front of good looking ladies but we both know looks can be deceiving she i want to know what it's been real. like for you to see the, the way that people consume music changed so much right. in the time since you've been making it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you know what? It, it's, I mean, yeah. I mean, going to my early experiences of, with, of being a hardcore consumer, like at the swap meet, you know what I mean? Right. Like I live in, I grew up in mid city, California. So there's a mid city swap meet. And so that whole pre riot, pre the Rodney King riots, I mean, it was like, I had credit at the swap meet. Wow. I bought so much because I had a job at 13, 14 at a video store. So I had like little money. So, dude, I had credit with the Koreans. Mm. Like I literally was at the I was at the swap meet with credit. Like I was like and between like the source magazine and stuff like that. I read that religiously. I really would be like, you know, if, 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 if the source said, you know, organized confusion comes out October 30th. Then I would be at my the swap meet like you got this yet? And they'd be like, no. When it comes out, we'll order it for you. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I was on it, yeah, like yeah, yeah. on t- it. I mean, this Tuesday. was a time when this, you know, we could. That's an era where the the internet wasn't cracking. So you, if you even heard of a song, if the radio didn't play the song, it was never gonna. You were never gonna hear it. If right. MTV, if there wasn't a video for it, so so you know. That that whole era was like fiending of music, then the buying of music, the reading of it. You know, like. I go. I come from a time when the biggest thing to do was I would go to the record store for hours. Right, me too. And just read the back yep. of our albums and like you know I started learning like Tom Coyne mastered Yo, this or Howie Weinberg, thing. Howie um, Wine, you know this and that and all. Um, that. Uh, dude, dude, what is his name? He used to master all the tribe <laughs> stuff. Some power, Bob. No, Bob, Bob Powell used to mix. Yeah. And yeah. then Tim, somebody else, Tim Latham. Yep, yeah. Used to all master that, this stuff. All that, yeah. and it, that all meant something to yeah. to a, Or you know, in the back when you read the shout outs, it'd be right. like I had no idea Karis one was down with, you know, so and so and so and so because he's giving them shout outs. Right. You know what I mean? And you'd actually care like that. It was so important to like back then, like 
you read a, you read an album like a book. I mean, nowadays, I really get mad at people that they don't even play full songs. That's the number one irkiness thing on play earth. Play full songs. Now, you mean when they're rapping live? Or? I'm not, well, that too. And when I, if I'm ever in a car with people. Oh. They like play. They be like, let me play this shit. It could even be their shit or it could be something that they're playing. Like, let me play this shit. And so they're playing something and like, whether I like it or not, I'm, pl- I'm listening to it. And then the thoughts like half done and they like move to the next jam. Then they move to the. I'm like, let this shit play. Mm. Like, I don't understand this, this microwave one verse shit. You know what I mean? Where you hear one verse or something. And I remember being on tour with the, with the Jizza. I was lucky enough to go on tour with him for four dates and, and he would be doing like his greatest hits and he would do like a verse from a song and then move on to the next. And I would be like in the van with him like, man, like as a fan, <laughs> want to hear the whole shit, right, fool. Like right. that ending part after the second verse, that sample, that's the dopest part, you know, like, right. but, but we just, you know, I think that just, you know, from being, I'm 42 now. So from being, seeing hip hop from 80 to now, or seeing music in general, it's so microwave. Like rap is so like, rap is cool, but it's, it has a weird stigma because everybody raps. Right. So rap has no importance. There's like a, it's like eh, it's like fucking, it's like anybody can rap. I remember when I first really got started, and I say this is maybe like five, six years ago, maybe seven. We you know when I was doing stuff with Thirsty Fish in the group. Right. I remember, you know, the little knowledge that we had of how things went. Um, you know, how the little labels were around town, you know. Um, I remember being of the mindset that, like, man, one day uh, something is going to happen. It's going to change everything. And all of a sudden, you know, uh, we'll be on and everything will be easier after that because we'll be known or whatever. Um, now, I understand now that that thought is insane, right? For Yeah, because everybody's, it's like six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Everybody's famous. Right. Everybody's connected to something famous. But but the question I was going to ask you is, has that always been a crazy thought? Did it used to be that it actually was a thing that could come along and change things? It used to be a thing that could really happen uh-huh. because back then, the concept of a co-signing or, or that thing was big. Right. And the thing is that the it was the thing is that it could happen back then because I, I don't know if it's not because not every because everybody's doing it, but it was we there was a little more ethics involved. Mm-hmm. And there was just a little more ethics. I mean, there there was a there was a time when when, you know, when for you to come out, you know, you really kinda had to be doing something good you know what i'm saying there was oh there's always been shitty there's always been bins full of shitty cds right and bu- shitty records i mean there's always been shitty everything but but back then there was a there was a code of ethics i don't know what documentary i was watching but uh rocker from dilated was talking and he was saying that um yeah we got some fame but it made a bunch of other people rich you know what I mean? Right. So, like, yeah, they had to deal with the, the public perception and all of the people and the consumers while somebody else got all the resources. Yeah. You know well, yeah, I mean? no, for sure. I mean, you know, a, a good example is uh, a good example. Is, have you ever seen that documentary Dig? I don't think I have seen oh, that Oh, man, it's a, it's, a, it's a documentary about two bands, the Dandy Warhols and the Brian's Jonestown Massacre. Well, I heard about it, but and, I never yeah, saw and it's, it. And it, it takes place over, like, seven or eight years, just to give you a quick thing about it. It's like... The Dandy Warhols were like a band that they were kind of poppy and they weren't really that super dope. 
they were not that dope but they were all friends and they fucking liked each other and they tried hard and they fucking and that stroke of luck they got signed to a big deal paid all this money for a video we're about to get dropped and last second just as they're about to get dropped and their career is about to fall off their songs a hit in Greece or something. So boom, they go to Europe. Boom, they start blowing up. Boom, and then it all happens. Yeah. Boom, they're fucking paid. And then they take their money, and they take their money and they buy a warehouse. So now they've got a venue with a fucking rehearsal. They they know how, they like made themselves like a corporation and successful. Wow. And then the other side of the coin is they're way more talented homies. They're way more organic. They all knew each other. Yeah, they're okay. all they're two bands that were best friends, mm-hmm. intertwining members, friends, and everything. The Brian Jonestown Massacre, you could say their music is brilliant and their shit is the real deal and they're the real, the shit is real, but they're just self-destruction, fools on heroin, mental issues, fucking they're always fighting. Every time they play for, for a, they've had like five record deals and every time they go play for the whole industry, there's like 10 labels trying to sign them and they start fucking hitting each other in the head with their guitars. And, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like drug, fool starts wanting drug. You know, the dude's so drugged out, he, he fucking asks for a gang of money. They give him money. He makes like three albums instead of one. You know, he's just like all this like, starts making a diss record on his homies. And you just see the path of two bands. And you see one that not necessarily is the most talented band, mm-hmm. but they stick together. And even though they weren't, they were, they were a little more than marginally talented. But they made it through luck. They got the industry breaks and everything. Right. Then you see these raw, real motherfucking tortured souls, <laughs> real dope artists that, that the kind of shit I kind of like. And it's like, well, they can't. I mean, the, the documentary ends with homie in a police car, you know, because wow. he kicked a fan in the head, you know, at the knitting factory. And it's just like over and over dysfunction, dysfunction. But like, since you are super talented and you know some of the game, like, which side do you see yourself being closer to? You know what I mean? I mean, my heart of hearts, I'm closer to the art. My name is Tumex, I know in your eyes I'm not a star, but chances are Kendrick Lamar plays my music in this car. And even if he doesn't, this LA underground influences permanently buzzes through the hearts and the mind of this world as a whole. Even if they want to pretend and act like they don't know in the last decade or so. Some of the biggest hip hop groups on the globe have taken for project load. I don't really get the time to expose all the, the, end of the day, we spoiled all the children. I feel like, and this is only a retrospect at 42. I feel like if I wouldn't have made so many mistakes in the past, I probably would be living the, as a, as a critical artist mm-hmm. and I probably would probably have what's enough a, saved What's a up. critical artist? What like, do you mean by like that? Like someone that really just constantly really does care about progression, mm. care about art, care about the craft, cares about technique and doesn't really like at ultimately at the end of the day care about the sales and all that stuff. I see. But because, but because of my, like let's say me personally, because of my just kind of rolling for 20 years and not always taking advantage of all my opportunities and now being finding myself as a 40 year old person, like still doing it and being like, I want to continue to live, live like this. The, another part of me came out in the last 10 years, which is the hustler, I see (laughs) the hustler aspect of me. I've always been a cold. I've always been a cold kind of like hustler, dude. Like I've always been on that, like trying to make a crack, you know, gambler mentality, always been on that vibe. So I think the last 10 years I, I had, you know, I was like, oh, I can, people paying me for verses? Well, shit, I'm going to do 20 verses instead of two. You know I what see. I mean? And it's always been a detriment. But but at the same time, it's almost like my hustle ethic w- turned into me just learning how to crank out art. 
I see. Almost on some Andy Warhol shit. Right. You turn yourself into a factory Dude, to take advantage real. of the demand. And, it, and it's not and it's not necessarily for the best, but at the same time, self-preservation has caused self-preservation, man. It's it's a trip, man. When it's a trip to lose it all, you know, it's like I have this concept, you know, where I'm like, I lose it all, wake up in the morning and reboot it. Mm. It's like to lose it all and then wake up every morning like, damn. Now how am I gonna get by? And then to use art, use social media, to be like, my talent is such that, fuck it. Today I'm generating 250 bucks, and I just smash. Who wants to do a song? Who wants to throw a show? I fucking kill your backyard. I fucking right. do this, <laughs> and then someone's like, he is really good. <laughs> how much you doing it for? And then I'm gonna undervalue myself, mm. be- and then I undervalue myself. I only undervalue myself because, to be honest with you. it's what brings the result when you say when you say lose it all like what did you what did you lose i what i mean by lose it all i mean that i've hit a point where i constantly literally lose it all like i i wake up with like and i don't mean i wake up with no prospects but i'm somebody i have a gambler mentality i'll throw a show lose five grand and wake up with zero dollars i I wake up with like i I have a gambler's mentality so to me you know i I, i'm up i'm always down to make something happen so it's like i can wake up and be like oh man like i need to get to like damn i like that didn't work you know like failure like failure i know you know so it's like okay let me but then i that's what that's where my work ethic came from because it was like like i would wake up like damn i don't have shit i need 500 bucks by 8 p.m. Right. And I'd be like, internet. Gotta make it happen. And then, boom, <laughs> now I'm in a studio in Norwalk making a song with a kid I never met. Now I'm like, you know, sending PayPal's, people sending me PayPal's. Now I'm gonna go play in Fresno. And maybe I'm only getting 400 bucks, you know. And it's, you know what I mean? And I'm like, really, like, mathematically, it's not really super beneficial, but I'm gonna take it. Right. So, so, so for me, man, I've had, I've lived in that dichotomy for a hot second. And only now am I finally kind of growing up. And dealing with dealing with big business because now I realize that this brand that I have been cultivating, not even knowing, I didn't know I was really cultivating a brand, and now I realize like, damn, I'm a I'm a brand that people mm-hmm. like, and it works, and like people have. I'm trying to give people experiences. Are you are you like comfortable letting fans know like exactly what the day to day life is for you, or do you feel like you have to put on some air put some distance between it i have no choice i do not you know the other day something made me real sad uh the other day something made me like uh you know something made me really sad and i was out there promoting and everybody was like are you okay you I, mm. i'm not good at hiding shit i, I will talk to a stranger and be like because they're in fucking and that's what happened like i don't have, i'm not open book right so to me this it's just part of the way i am I, i'm really an open book and it doesn't, I don't really have any, like, I don't have any time to be fake ass with people or I don't have any time to not be who I am. Right. So it's like, I don't really have the time to, I mean, there's, there's that percentage of fans that you make that mistake. Look, look, there's not, there's not a mistake in connecting with your fans, but do, there's a small percentage of fans that are mentally unstable. Absolutely. Just the way it is. You know, especially in hip hop. I don't know Dude. what it is, but like some of the hugest, like, gotta collect every... Like, you know, you can tell, like, oh, they've been in some kind of accident or and, something. Well, you, you know want to I mean? give them props because they love your shit right. so much. And you're like, damn, this dude really, like, I go back to way. You know, I remember going up to Prince Paul from Daylight and be like, 
yo, I love I love that production you did on Justin Warfield because I want to be like a real fan. Right, like, right, right, right. yo, I know you did. You know, one time I annoyed the shit out of a. Uh, large professor because i was like yo you did that beat for the dawn like some dude that was whack and he was like you know like that so it's like i i I geek out on people when they geek out on me i can appreciate it but then they're like psychotic there's that um that merch booth kind of countdown thing where you're like you want to appreciate every little positive word anybody gives you because you really do appreciate it and that encouragement it means something to you but then there's this line like oh if i don't if i don't redirect this person I'm going to be here talking to them all night. Oh, dude. Or they, I mean, I go, it happens to me when I travel. I get into certain towns and somebody, because I smoked a joint or went to eat once with somebody. You made it real personal with them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, they, there's people in different towns that when I get there, they're like, expect me to be the only person that they kick it with. Right. And they're like, we brought you a pizza, you know, <laughs> you know, or some shit. And then we smoked you out. And and then I'm like, hell yeah, what's up? You know, kick it with them. And then, you know, and I'll be like, all right, well, I'm going to go do that. And they're like mad that you're not rolling with them yeah. every second. And, you know, just, be, you know what it is, man. Fame, once again, with this fame thing. And, and do take it from me because I'm a name dropper. I drop names all day long. I, I, I just like incessantly name drop. Fame is, it's so easy Someone says something, you're like, "Oh, that's my boy." Right, you that's connect. You can your your life actually connects with it. Like, Macklemore slept on this couch, right. you know. Like, it's for, you know, I can say, you know, you say some weird shit like that. It's like, so it's like that kind of shit is like. But Macklemore doesn't have my number. He's not my homie. I just know him. If I could have met him three times and he slept on this couch one day, it doesn't mean he's my homie. Right. So it's like, so so you know, respect to him. But I'm just saying, it's like that's the thing. You know, famous. So like, un- underground rap is so accessible. That it's a, almost to a detriment because they don't feel like we're special. I'm right. starting to understand. The homies like respect to the grouch and shit like that. The grouch used to tell me like, I want to go out there and kick it with the fans, but I'm going to stay back here backstage because if you just kick it with them all the time, they don't feel like you're, you don't feel special to them. Right. And it's true because I'm that dude. And I, a lot of people, my, my rhymes are, my music is dope, but it's a lot of people don't feel like I'm special because I'm always there. You know, that's the thing about the, the part of the dopeness of your music is how open book you are, though. So it would be really, int- it would be weird if you were that open and like your heart was on, the, on, on your sleeve and your music and then in person you were like weird. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like that would, that would it, be confusing too. It, it really takes your time though, man. It's like, I yeah, start absolutely. to understand that it like. I can understand that saying yes to everybody will drive you into the ground. And then you, at the end of the day, sometimes you don't get to do the things that you that you need to do. Right. I shake a lot of hands, but I don't have a lot of friends. I'm only in demand because of these melodic trends. Life tends to be erratic one day. You're a heroin the next day. You're a heroin addict. I know what it's like. Listening to television static. Alone at home, five in the morning, a panic. Sometimes I feel like my heart has been robbed. Cause girls look at me like a part-time job. My mind is well go deaf. If death is certain. So you're gonna keep making stuff, but like what do you what do you think would have to happen? business wise to like make it make more sense for you to put more money like more energy i guess into the music side uh i mean what what i'm doing I'm now i'm rely on it more yeah, I yeah, should yeah. Say. well you know what what i'm gonna do now right now is i'm actually take like i was keep i keep joking about growing up i'm actually about to take a big step and uh i'm actually about to stop playing shows for mm-hmm. a while which i need to because i play every fucking weekend and it's annoying the shit out of the city but <laughs> i'm gonna stop playing for a while and uh 
and I'm I'm actually gonna work on a, a like a full fledged record with my homie Sick Jackin from Word. Me and Sick Jackin uh, are making a new group. It's called Pyramid City, and uh, we're just gonna work on some music. And but besides working on it, like we're just we're gonna try to make a real dope record, of course. But man, we've got some crazy little plans, man. Like we're stepping into the future with uh with like light shows and shit like that, or like trying to create an experience. And and you know what, like. So many times my gimmick was my rhymes. My right. gimmick was that I was dope. Right. And I was always very like, there is no gimmick. It's just me being fresh. You're like me, you don't. <laughs> but it's like, honestly, man, in 2015, 2016 and beyond, after being in the band with Ike Owens, rest in peace, Luke Jaggers, I, I definitely re- understand now the beauty of a full music experience. Because right. I think anything, I think just standing there rapping and it's like there's a beauty to it, a la Saul Williams. Right. But I think with the billions of rappers out there, it loses its it loses its merit because they don't get it. People don't people aren't just enveloped in your lyrics. Right. They just see you standing there spitting, and they're like, "I see this every day. Right. My cousin, <laughs> everybody's rapping." And so it's like I think I'm gonna try to create a, a project with a little more of an experience to it. So I'm gonna try that, and at the same time, just. I'm concentrating on existing, but but art wise and poetry wise, man, I feel like my poetry and my art is at a level that it never was before, because I read mm. and and I just you know I think all of the shit out here is so simplistic and garbagey that it, it just I never wanted to make I never wanted to fall into that trap, man. I always just you I hate dumbing shit down, right. and it's a, it's been to a detriment to myself. But I I just hate dumbing my shit down. I, as a Mexican guy. I talk to a lot of Latino artists or Latino people and they, they assume when they listen to my music, they're, they're just not, not saying that they're not on my wavelength, but they just, what they expect and what they get is different. So they're Do just they like, expect something like, like what people call Chicano rap, like that kind of expectation? Th- a little bit more than that, but they expect things, I mean, to just rap only about smoking weed or smoking, you know, being like good timey shit. Right. And I'm over here. You know, talk, talking in code. Yeah, you know what I mean about my personal, right. my personal in, inner demons, and my, you know I'm all, I'm already like super introspective. Like I'm listening to Elliot Smith and like the Negro Problem, and mm-hmm. I listen to shit that like, I mean I like. I mean, I was just I was listening to MF Grimm right now, and it's just like he said, uh, "God moves like a snail, so death prevails." Mm. You know what I mean? Like, just uh, I just love. I mean, I'm just like, I'm sorry. I just need deep. I I, I need I need monumental words. I want words to hit me like Inception and shit. How are you listening to stuff these days? Like, what's your what's what's the main way in which you listen? I'm to music listening. Now? I'm. I mean, every now and then I still go to Amoebas and buy shit. So, buy so I'm just buying records. But I'm usually buying old shit. Right, me too. Things from my past. It's hard for me to buy. Or if I really find a band like the Negro Problem. Have you heard the Negro Problem? I have not heard them. My God, dude. What era are they dude, from? Are they new? Dude, no, man. These dudes are from. They're a band. They put out about five or six records, maybe six or seven records, and they're from like Lamar Park, and but they're from like 2003, 2006, 2000, like that era. Okay. It's like this dude Stu, 
and and the two other people, this girl, and dude, homie's lyrics are just he, you know, it's just he's like a. They have a play. It's called Passing Strange, and it came out in two thousand nine. It was directed by Spike Lee, and one day randomly on Showtime, I watched it, and it was like a modern day urban Pink Floyd thing. It was okay. amazing. And, dude, I got into the music. Me and my sister bought one CD. And then every time I go to Amoebas, anything that's there, I buy, I buy it. Okay. And every CD is just, is just like, the music's dope. Sometimes they sound kind of like Beatle, Beatle-esque. Some, but but it's like, homie's lyrics are just like, every lyric is like, you know, dude, it's like, every lyric is like a punch to the face. So mm-hmm. it's like, I'm really into that. You know, I like the eels. I like good lyricism. You know, I've always, I like Elton John. I like... You know, shit like that. I like Elvis Costello. You know, you, what I mean? uh, you get, but do you get down with like they might be giants? Oh, you know, that's you know? that's you know right. that's that's where we connect. Yeah, yeah, for <laughs> sure, for sure. But what do you think? You know, because you look at you look at the landscape, right? You had you know, Rhyme Sayers is still happening, uh, right? You know, Strange Famous in a sense is still happening. Um, Strange music. Yeah. Um, there's been places or people who've been able to come together and make. Indie label happen. I wonder what is it about LA where it just cannot seem to like stay around. I know the answer, homie. The answer, is, my opinion is that we have this "I'm next" mentality. Hmm. LA is like we are all our own universe. We are all ready to go. I've been in many and many and many a crew from the afterlife and the project blowed into the even all my crews. And every the thing with us is that we are all universes unto ourselves and we all feel like we're ready now mm-hmm. and the concept of let's all get behind the homie for a year don't have we don't have we have this sense of urgency and a sense of i guess uh self-serving sense too in a sense like you know yeah. we all want to be doing it at the same time yeah and you know what at moments like with the bloat and with with and you know you, your clicks in the bloat my yeah. clicks in the bloat yeah. and the clicks in la and dude look at anacon and all these like you know what was LP labeled? Def Def Jux. Jux, I mean, dude, there was always, there was flowing movements for years, half a decade at a time. And it's like with LA, man, it's like, it's like LA is the home of the breakup group. Yeah. LA is the home of why aren't they working together? Right. Why aren't they? And it's like, maybe because, maybe because we come from a place where being famous is is like, it's so, it's passe, but it's almost expected. Hmm. It's almost like, I'm from LA, homie. Like I gotta do, you know. Like most people, I know rappers from out of town. That that like even last week at the low end, the one of the homie that was with Soul, and he was so happy to be like, I got to play a LA show. Right. And, and to us, it's passe. And but, so it, it's like we we're like you know we're just like yeah we LA homie we could do this and this and that. And it's like I think that during those formative late middle the late nineties and early two thousands, I think it was just hard for LA to stick together because we all wanted to do our own thing right it dude the crowds in la i think this was the first time i seen it that was la was the birth of the crowd being all mcs right yo i'd never seen nothing like that before yeah. i got here that and shit it, was it like, messed my head up yeah and it was like no yeah right you came from yeah. power and it was like everybody in the crowd is they're not necessarily enjoying what you're doing they're actually here for two reasons they're really here to politic mm-hmm and they're really just here to see who who's the person that can get them to be on stage next. Right. right. And if they and it, and it, with me, it was like they either wanted to click up with me 
because I'm a key to get getting them on. Or, and if I didn't click up with them, then they, they were just trying to be like, how can I be the next? Mm-hmm. So I think that's that's how I honestly feel. And that's and, and I'm, and I'm going to say that I've purposely as humble as I try to be. I'm in that same boat. I've always been like, I could just do this. Cholo and Cinco, me and him are fighting. I could just do this myself. All the visionaries, that shit's not paying enough and I can't really sustain a living. I'm going to go do this shit myself. You know what I'm saying? I right. got, I got, I'll just go make a record with, 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 you know what I mean? And it's like, perhaps in retrospect, it was, it's to, to my detriment, but I definitely feel that. I remember, I remember all the posse dude it's that past the mic fool like give me the mic like you ain't even done with your verse and somebody's yanking at the mic fool, cause you, you're not even thinking about like who you're rapping and then the next three fools are plotting like all right i'm gonna let him go but fuck this i'm next right and dude that's we were raised like wolves Money doesn't matter. Money symbol murders. We'll be here tomorrow. Whether or not we get to bump in your carro. Buy my new CD. Call me as my home model. Swallow your pride in the city. We're hollow with somebody's collide. Get live if you're ready to party tonight. Visionary steadily guarding the light. If you started behind us, we're behind you. Homie, you'll be fine under fire. My mind is being suffering. Now, see, I, and I get that in terms of us okay. as rappers, as artists. But as businessmen, and and a lot of times the business guys weren't the same. Like, and that's that was the blessing. Yeah. That, like, it wasn't usually the rapper dude trying to. It was usually somebody who was interested, saw all of this talent, saw all these consumers, and was like, "Let me try to make this business." Right. And for some reason, in L.A. on the indie level, it can never last longer than yeah, four or no. five years. Dude, oh, it's true, man. And I don't, I don't have. I guess I don't have the. I gave you my version of an answer. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah I mean. Is it is it maybe that you know I think, I think it, the only other thing is that you know, this is other my other theories, you know you're talking L.A. is sixty to seventy years of people that were all either here now the children or the grandchildren of people that want to make it somebody who moved so here to do everybody, it. Yeah. everybody, and it's a beautiful thing right but everybody's an artist right. <laughs> everybody's like oh my dad was an actor oh my dad was this or my dad used to make music my dad my mom is a dancer this and that so we everybody it's a trip you know how there was always that joke on tv that uh you you were always a, a actress but you were a waitress right right that was right. always been that i'm a waiter but you know i'm really an actor but right now i'm waiting tables it's like that shit is so real it's like, very real it's like realist the realist the realist like we could go right now in fact i wish you were mobile we could go right now to a Ralph's and I bet you within three, four aisles of Ra- the, the person that's either checking you out or bagging your groceries, one of them sings right. really good though. Super dope. Really good. Not even just singing to sing. Right. You know, you go to church, people sing. You go here and my cousin's making beads. Dude, I, I in the last five to six years, it's really, be- sometimes the, the beats are missing heart, but dude, I in the last five or six years, have seen at least 15 to 25 kids under the age of 20 that got beats. And it's like, maybe yeah. it lacks soul, but dude, tech, tech, technical wise, you know, I, I was date, I've dated girls that are making beats and that are like making beats that sound like Mad Lib. You right. know what I mean? Right. And it's like, and it's like, uh, you know, girl, I meet a girl and she's singing like Erica Badu. And, it, and I mean, really talented. Yeah. You know, not, and so we come from a, a talented stock out here, you know, 
You know what I mean? Uh, there's other artists, like let's say Tech 9 is coming out of Kansas City, where there was a, not a lot of people coming out of there. Right. So he, he, can, he can rally the whole state. Exactly. He can get everybody on, on yeah. his team. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Whereas we are like, you know, I've sat at places where everybody represents and everybody's dope. And so how can everybody make it? Mm -hmm. We can't. Everybody can't make it. Everybody's not gonna be a star. But you know, it kind of to me, it goes back to what you were saying earlier. We get right back into that thing with the uh, the raw, talented people who want budge, and the somewhat right. talented people who want to play the game. And to me, LA is just a constant lesson in that. Like everybody out here is talented. Everybody out here is special on that level. Yeah. But like the people who have even just a little bit of like organizational or business sense. They can sure, go so man. much farther. They can dude, take advantage of so many more for opportunities. Sure, dude. You know? I mean, I've, you know, I've seen, I've, I've, America loves marginally talented people. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, fuck, like, you know what I mean? So it's, I mean, it, it, it gets to a point where, like, sometimes when you're really talented, it's really intimidating. Yeah. Because your movement, your movement is like, you know, it's beautiful to me because I like being around talented people, but. As far as, yeah, who's going to, okay, let's say you got, you know, I was listening to Anderson Pac, yeah. right? He's dope. It's incredible. Yeah, super dope. And he was talking about how he's from Oxnard. And he's like, dude, LA, everybody's on one in LA. And I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> he's, I, I, only someone from, out, he's from out of town and he can see that shit. Right. And it's like, yeah, dude, because everybody here is literally, literally like, they're not delusional, but everybody here is, we're like, we're like, a thousand actors going up for the same part. Yeah. And so how do you pick? How do you pick when like a thousand people audition and fuck it, 600 of them are fresh. Mm -hmm. So then what, what's the next level? Is it just looks? Is it just? I'll tell you who, one you thing. Uh, they dismissed the 250 of them that don't know how to talk to people the right way. Right. Oh <laughs> you know yeah, for I mean? sure. I mean, these, you know what I mean? I mean, that's a whole nother level. Like, I mean, I think, I, I I think they blow up a lot of people that don't know how to do their math right. Yeah, so they're for just sure. like taking advantage of motherfuckers. For you know sure, yeah, I'll, I'll go with that too. I just I, mean? I think I'm what I'm what I'm saying though is like it's very easy to mess up opportunities when when people just kind of don't have no way of they, they like they can't deal with people like they can't yeah. be oh, nice yeah. or they oh, can't yeah. you know oh, yeah. be personable in any kind of way. No, you know what I mean. I mean, I it's. It, it's a it's a dilemma that I wish I had an answer to. I'll put it to you that way, because mm -hmm. but because L A is overflowing with yeah. talent, overflowing. I mean, I, motherfuckers just start kicking verses are amazing. Fools are relevant. Fools got relevant music, art. I mean, drawings, dancing, everything you can think comedy. of. Comedy, production, yeah. comedy. Yeah, dude. Like, so what do you? But see, society created created this like. It's like it's like um recording engineering school, right? It's like you know what I mean? They're like every it's a year trap. <laughs> every year, every year thirty five thousand people graduate with recording engineering degrees. So you're saying that thir every year thirty five thousand dudes are gonna start making a living as recording engineers? Not Hell at all. no. Not There's at not all. enough business for that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like so it's like, you know, Police is the only school that does that. You can right. graduate fifty thousand cops, and they just keep hiring cops. But it's like, but it's like, yeah, man. And I think that's where we're at. I think the population overload. I think. I think. Okay, this is what I think. I think that uh, the, too many people are applying for the cool jobs, mm. and then no one wants to do the shit jobs. Mm -hmm. No one wants to work on Saturday night. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, 
everybody wants the cool job and other than being a pro athlete and being a, 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 a actor music is the thing and it's yeah. just like everybody wants to try it so it's like you try it and either you get discouraged and you go away or you you become a lifer and it becomes your life but then the dilemma becomes how do i exist right and that's i think where like people like us we're blessed but at times we've, we've gone i've gone through so many waves of that like dude so poor i mean dude i owe so many people so much mm. that have gotten me to where i am man like people have literally like i've literally been like i've literally been like god loves me so much man i literally be like i'm starving here's 20 bucks mm. here I, I got this like i'll be like i'll be like star i've starved in years ago and and i'm like just starving and then just like two people want to buy a cd <laughs> you right. know what i mean and i'm yeah. like 20 bucks that'll get me to the supermarket you know yeah. it's like literally you know that kind of shit and it's like and uh you know i think that when you're talented though for for people like us we we know how to have work right but but then again man like are we really being appreciated by the populace or are we just eking by I, that question like i don't it's not that i don't want to answer it i just want to please the people that are in are my frequency level mm -hmm. and that's where i'm at now after 25 years i have x amount of people all over this world that are in tune with me are in my frequency when i say something they understand me right. and i want to cater to them instead of spending my life tap dancing to, uh, to to try to get more people i used to be that guy like hey everybody look at me hey guys you know want to put my foot in this industry nah i don't really want to do that no more i just want to cater to the beautiful people that give a fuck about me and we all have a common world and it's about creating your universe and 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 flourishing in your universe where you're loved and you love people and you love like anybody that doesn't love me is a zombie to me mm. if you don't if you don't love me or support me or are positive you're a fucking zombie and i'll just bump right into you and keep moving like you don't exist now, on my social media the moment you say anything negative, you're, you're gone. Yeah, block. Block. Any, bus driver sucks. Block. Elemental so Fuck you. Anything negative, right. fucking blocked. And so I just try to remove that shit and try Do to like, same thing. I try to mind fuck myself into existing in a universe where I, I, I fuck with the people that care. The, last night I played a small show in Diego and it was like, you know, handfuls of people maybe like 70 people and it was like do you still give a fuck about this shit do you fucking love and i just fucking did my thing and it was like you know 40 of them were like that was the dopest shit i've seen and everybody else is just there and it was just like they're still i walked away like 40 people care man like right here at this moment i connected with 40 people yeah. in a way that was real dope i mean they're like man fuck fuck this city you know this should be cracking you know, i'm like dude we're cool let people know where they can find you man where can they dial into you on the social media and all that um uh oh let me see the quick. well you know what if they want to listen to my music if you actually want to pay attention to my music you can go on on tumexbandcamp.com and i've got right now i've got a good like 40 percent representation of, of my stuff on there there's a bunch of great records on there I've got a new little comp called Cartoon Boyfriend that I'm really proud of. That's dope. And there's a lot of music on there, so check that out, uh, 2mexbandcap.com. Also, uh, I'm on Instagram, 2mexomd, 2mexomd, a Mexican descent. That's my handle. You can find me on Twitter, 2mex, and uh, I've got my own, actually got my own podcast. Yeah, I just came to pimp podcast. your fans. Tell them. To, yeah. I just came to, I just came to a fucking uh, Golden Voice take your fan your email list but uh <laughs> i've got my own podcast it's called the two max hologram i've been podcast. on it it's great man oh dude your episodes you're you're the reason that i i, I even let platform collection 
do my podcast because they told me they were fucking with you. Yeah. So I love those guys. But I've got this thing called the Two Max Hologram Podcast. Uh, you should check it out. It's really dope. It's 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 a lot of hip hop and a lot of stories and shit. You want to hear some revealing stories? Uh, it's fucking Chris Farley up in that shit. You know what I'm, <laughs> I'm the I'm the fucking Tony Clifton <laughs> of, of hip hop fool. Like yeah, I I'm way my my reputation is garbage. So it's like you know what I'm saying you can hear my stories. I I don't I don't hold back and shit. That's what's but up. yeah, man. Other than that, I'm chilling, man. I'm I I work for this company called Thrive, Thrive Life, and we're throwing concerts, man. Like fucking Dell Dell, you know Dell the fucking Homo Sapien and Qbert, and I'm just throwing a bunch of shows, man. That's my goal right now. I got the promoter hat on. I'm trying to throw like festivals and shit. Do it, man. Oh man, best it. best of fortune to everything, man. Oh. Thanks for taking this time and talking to the people. Love you, man. You're, yeah, you're you a true back, artist, brother. man. And and uh, yeah. appreciate you, man. Dude, listen to some to people out there, man. My music's really really dope. It's and, super and, uh, dope, and you should check it out, man. You, you you might fall into a new uh, a new a new advice. So check it out. All right, peace. All Yeah, truck fit, truck nuts on my Honda. No fucks, marijuana where I wander. With 97 J Lo, Anaconda. Young bucks leaving trust where they wander. Paint job wet, stay off the Mako, stay out my window, stay in my rear view, stay in the clear view. Whatever you hear, crew, say out they mixtapes, get out the heat, shoot, shoot guns, shoot cum, shoot flicks, kick dicks, dumb, move bricks, cement, blue, build shit, no shit, do, I mean quick. Be a beast, be a monster Watch for the cops, knock off the robber What? Rob Steele, get the copper Yup, see the teeth, be the chomper And masticate, mash the hate to paste They sedate, we thrash and smash the state Cheshire with elastic face No sire, no dice, I'ma crash the courtyard And Templar, appearance exemplar Temp fate, fuck summer and winter And spring off the front hand, land in a stall With a peace sign backwards, like fuck all y'all I'm from Texas This paint job wet your jacket look wet This hurricane can't take your breath My hurricane can't take your breath You better watch your step Calabasas with alabaster We have it faster We dragon catch a sun Silent, twandum, violent bastard We silence master